And Ryan Scott sitting there um, in a world of flowers. That's the only way to describe what's going on there. It's all peace and love, man. Is it, oh, is it peace and love? Excuse me. Uh, tonight's show, it's all about the Premier League, uh, the ups and downs and the who's, the why's, the what for's. Who's going to have a good season? Who's going to absolutely tank it? And that's where I think we should start. Uh, teams that we think are favourites for relegation. There's a few that um, straight away... You're looking at the teams that come up, aren't you? Straight away, uh, you have to be thinking about them initially. So, uh, Ryan, do you want to start this one? I'm actually not going with a team that has come up. Uh, and I know you and Dan are going to enjoy talking about this one uh, because being Charlton fans. But I've actually put some... My bet goes on Crystal Palace to go down. I think they've gone completely the opposite direction from what they were doing, which kept them up. They've gone from an old manager to a youngest manager. They've gone from an old squad to a young squad. Um, I reckon they're in trouble, and I don't think Vieira's going to be in the job much past Christmas. Well, uh, De Boer lasted, was it seven games? I think I something like that, yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> there you go. Um I, I've got to say, uh, you look at Palace, they've been very brave. I think it's a very brave move to... I mean, they had some experienced, very experienced players. Uh, but, but you've got to say, um, replacing them with the youngsters, um, they've taken a bit of a gamble, haven't they? Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they've got a few that, if, it, if signings that they've made, that if they work, would be fine for them. Um, I think it, a lot of it rests on Wilfred Sahar's fitness. Um, but I like, like, I like Mark Gee, uh, Gee, Guhi. I don't know. Guhi, yeah, name. Mark Guhi from, yeah. Uh, yeah, from Chelsea. Uh, Joachim Anderson was uh, a standout from Fulham's relegated side, and I will always back Conor Gallagher, even if he's going to spend a year in that dodgy kit. Um, but I, I do think it it relies on Wilfred Sahar keeping fit. Uh, Gallagher's on a uh, Connor Gallagher is only on a season-long loan. Uh, they've also signed uh, Michael Elise and Remy Matthews as well. But Remy how many Matthews, of these have got Premier League, League experience? Sorry, say again. I said, how many of these players have got Premier League experience? At least one whole season under them. Connor Gallagher certainly with oh, no. West Brom down in a relegation battle. Um, Joe Anderson, and yeah, I can understand that because coming into the Premier League from abroad, and, and I'm looking at Joe Kim Anderson, uh, it can take time for team players to settle uh, whenever they come to England because the game is slightly different. Um, and this is the gamble, isn't it? They've had a new investor this week, um, appointment of a fourth director, John Texter, an American businessman, has apparently put in something in the region of £90 million, which is where they're getting the dosh from. But uh, I, I mean, uh, someone once said you, you don't win. Th you're not going to win things with with uh, with kids, uh, and and he's quite right. But in and and the obvious example, Man United winning with kids, they had an exceptional bunch of kids. I'm not so sure. Palace, they've they've lost a lot of experience, especially at the back. Uh, and yes. you're looking at Gary Cahill. He wasn't the, the the quickest, and as we said, the turning circle of a tanker. And uh, there's one or two other players, and they rely far too much, I think, on uh, Will Frith with Zaha. Dan? I actually think defensively is where they've done well in this window. Uh, in Anderson and the lad from Chelsea, 
I, I like the pair of them, and I think they're good replacements for Scott Dan and Gary Cahill. Um, Michael Alise is an interesting signing. Uh, we'll see if he can recreate what he showed at Reading, because at Reading he was a very, very talented youngster, but yeah. can he take the step up? That's the thing. It's the step up, and that can take time. As He, he has no Premier League experience, has he? Um, which I think... But then, you know, you look at players... Uh, around and you know, I, it's the only way you're going to get that experience is, is is by playing in the Premier League, and they're going to have to learn fairly quickly. Ryan, I mean, the thing that worries me the most is put the managerial appointment aside for a moment. They've lost almost their entire back four. Nathaniel Klein was released. Patrick Van Arnold run out of contract. Gary Cahill was released. Uh, they've got almost no one left. And on top of that, they've now got an inexperienced manager who hasn't managed at this uh, Premier League level at all. But he has Premier League experience, a huge amount. I know it doesn't guarantee anything, but that's got to be in his favour, hasn't it? As a player, yes. As a manager, no. And now all the experience has gone from the squad and they've brought in kids to replace them. I think this is a gamble too far for Crystal Palace, and I, so, I think this will end in relegation. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I've got them down as a team that I think will flirt seriously, have a good, a, a serious flirt with the. Uh, oh, they'll be they'll be showing their knickers at the, uh, at the relegation, whether or not they drop their knickers and drop the league. I don't know, but I think they'll be flashing their knickers at some stage to, because I don't think they've got enough. Dan, what do you think for Palace? Uh, I think they'll be okay. I think they're a worse side. As I said, I, I like some of their. I thought you were players. a Charlton fan. Hang on. Hold I am. On. I, I am. But I think there is at least four teams that I would say are worse. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's look at one of your four teams then that you think are going to uh, really struggle this year. So I'm, I'm sorry to do this to the Geordies, but it's Newcastle's time. You need mm. this time. Your squad is woeful. Um, Joe Willock kept you up single-handedly. I know they look like they're about to sign him. Is he, he that was magic what he produced last year. Was it six goals in the last seven or six goals in the last eight? I think it was that was yeah, again. that was an extraordinary run, and and you've got to go some to get on a run like that. I know they got Callum Wilson, but again, if he gets injured like he has done in the last two years, he's missed two big chunks of the last two seasons. Yeah, their strikers, Jolinton. Like, no, it's not a striker, is it really? You have Kieran Clark at the back. No. Well, hold on, hold on. You're you're missing out Callum Wilson though. When fit, no, yeah, when fit. But the problem is he's missed two big blocks the last two seasons. Can you safely say that he's going to be playing enough to make a difference? Yeah. Last season, the reason they stayed up was Joe Willock scoring goals from midfield. Is he going to do that again? We're not sure. But you, I don't know if you can rely on on him, Ryan. I think the bigger question for me is not necessarily what's in the squad, but have they got Graham Jones for next season? Because him coming onto the coaching staff made a huge change. And Callum Wilson did an interview, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and he said that Graham Jones came, came in, changed them tactically, gave them a philosophy to play to. It didn't, it didn't make Steve Bruce sound particularly very good. Yeah, but Bruce, Bruce, Steve Bruce got him in, didn't he? So Steve Bruce clearly thought, I need some help here, and has got him in. Uh, it's a tough job, the Newcastle one, because uh, Ashley wants to sell the club, clearly, uh, and the Premier League poo-pooed the last deal because of the Saudi Saudi links, allegedly. Um, and he's just 
paying out. It's just giving them. It does. There's no real transfer budget there, is there? So they can't really go out and sign the players they need that would. And you can understand the frustration of the supporters, but then they're in the Premier League still, so I know they want to be tried being a Berry fan or, or a fan of a, a club that's struggling. Ryan. Well, to be fair, they have just splashed out twenty-two million quid on Willem. It's not a lot. So Premier got League standards, money is it? Somewhere. Yeah, it's not a lot. Uh, no, Premier but League they do standards. Have some money. Um, it's not like they're picking up freebies and hoping for the best. I, I personally, I think, I think Newcastle will be all right. I think they'll. Uh, if if I think the problem with Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, if they don't have a good start, I think Steve Bruce is going to be under pressure from the fans, and I think he'll be under pressure from uh, then from. Um, uh, the the owner will want Cashley. Uh, Cashley will not want to, them to go down again because then that ruins his that ruin. He wants to sell the club, and what he wants to do is sell the club as a Premier League, and he's doing the minimum he can get away with to try and keep that club in the Premier League. It's a shame for the fans, but you know that's the way it is. So, what we think Newcastle will be safe. Where are we, where are we thinking they're going to position themselves? I I have them down for eighteenth. So down. I'd, 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 I'd put them just slightly above, sort of 15th, 16th. I, I can't see them. I can see them flirting with trouble, but I, I, th- I think they're strong enough to stay out of it. Uh, can I, can we look at Southampton from my point of view? I think uh, they've got some good players. James Ward Prowse is a great player, but they sold Danny Ings. And I think, um, I know he get he, he has been injured, but he's, he's is, is that too big? A, I mean, they sold him to Villa. And I think uh, I think they dropped a boo boo there. Do you, what, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a giant boo boo, as you put it. I mean, I understand it because he he was going to walk for free next year. Yeah. So I understand why they signed it. They sold him, but the amount of goals he scored last season, and just like we were saying about Palace, about bringing in players that are unproven in the Premier League, they've got in Adam Armstrong from Blackburn, totally who unproven, is, who has also been playing as a wide part of a free, and I'm assuming he's going to go to Southampton and play central. Yeah. Because their only other option is up front is Shay Adams and Shane Long. Shane yeah. Long, I think, scored two goals in the championship last year, and Shay Adams has not got going for them yet. It's a concern uh, for where their goals are coming from. They've also lost uh, Ryan Bertrand at left back, haven't they? Uh, they've replaced him with Romain Perot, but uh, uh, from Brest. But uh, that's not really uh, going to. Gonna, it's not going to batter the parsnips, is it? Really, is it? Do you think? I can't see it. Their only other signing, I think, is Theo Walcott, and, and I mean, they had him on loan, and that's hardly hardly a signing to get excited about. Ryan, no, what do you think? Oh, I've got a soft spot for Southampton because of the the youth production that comes out of them. They always produce good players. I think they'll escape it by the skin of their teeth by the literal skin of the teeth, because I think there are two other teams that are worse than them. Okay, I've got a question for the pair of you. Out of the promoted sides, who is in the best position to have a successful campaign? And a successful campaign for a promoted side is surely uh, staying in the Premier League. So out of those three, who's the team that you think will, um, will do the best? Who will... Which of those three will stay up? Because I think two of them will go. Um, I think Brentford. And I'm not sure if that's what others will say, but the way they do their business, the way we've seen them play football compared to the other two that have, that have also come up in Norwich and Watford, I'm really intrigued by how Brentford 
play. And also, I mean, Ivan Tony's going to, I still think he'll score goals in the Premier I League. I think he will, yeah. I've just been um, in my fantasy football league team, to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's in mine too. Um, I really like Christopher Ajar, who they brought in from Celtic. I think that's a solid centre back. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good signing, yeah. Next to Ethan Pinnock, who I already thought was a very good centre back. Um, Pontus Janssen's there too. So, I mean, they've got options with a lot of experience, maybe not at the Premier League level, but a lot of experience. And as I said, goals from Ivan Tony, I think they've got a good chance of staying up. Ryan, what do you think good... about Brentford? I, I agree. I think Brentford are the only one of the three that are going to stay up. Their business model is successful. It's finally got them where they want to be. I think there are a lot worse teams. We've talked about several of them already. Um, and I think that the other two that came up, I, I will declare now, I think are going straight back down again. Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion. Uh, so we 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 think Brentford's the same. Watford for me, I don't think they've just not got the right. They just no, they're going to be they're going to be too good for the championship. One of those teams that are too good for too good for the championship, but uh, they're going to be not good enough for the Premier League. Is my opinion. Uh, how do you see it, fellas? Watford strike force is atrocious. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean jo- Joshua King um, was good for Bournemouth in stretches, but was very disappointing for Everton. Um, Troy Deeney is ageing. Yes. Uh, Jao Pedro is a bright spark for them. Ashley Fletcher keeps getting moves to the to teams in the Premier League on the top of the Championship for no apparent reason. And I don't know enough about Emmanuel Dennis, who they've signed from Club Rouge, to judge him. So I don't want to comment on him. But from apart from him, the players that I know, I'm not a fan of. Uh, Danny Rose is... It's all right. Over the hill. He's over the hill. Tom Cleverley is still a footballer. Leave that one there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't like their squad. I'm not a fan <laughs> of, of are, are you saying Tom Cleverley is stealing a living? Because I always thought I, he was I, at Everton. And I don't think anything he's done at... Um... At, uh, at, at, at Watford has improved that. He's got England caps, this lad. He's got 13 England caps. And simply because on... he wore a red shirt in Old Trafford. That's the only reason. Yeah, there's no way if he came through Everton's academy, he's playing for England. So, how long are we giving uh, Cisco Munez as the manager? I'm giving him till October at the early, at latest. Because yeah, it's Watford, isn't it? It's not him. Watford. It's not a season, a proper season, unless they've had three managers, is it, really? So, uh, Norwich City. Now, Norwich, another team that don't go mad, that don't really tend to go financially mad. I've got a financial. I've got fifty quid on this lot. I had a bet at la- end of last season, towards the end of last season, that Norwich would go straight back down. Uh, and if I win the bet, fifty pound for the upbeats. If not, I've got to pay fifty pound to a, tra- a Norwich charity. They signed a winger, uh, Zollis. Uh, maybe t- is that to get a decent product, uh, a decent. Um, service into to Pookie, who's okay. They've got um, Billy Gilmore from Chelsea, not a bad signing. Another new arrival is uh, Milot Roshika from Kosovo, and um, and Todd Cantwell. If Todd Cant- how do we? What do we think of Todd Cantwell? Is he as good, or is he just a good player that's being talked hyped up too much? Dan, do you wanna? I think we discussed it on was it last podcast or the yes. podcast before? Yeah. I think he's a good player. Um, but he's I not think, what they say he is. I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever going to be at the point where we're looking at him as waggling a move for a top eight club. Right. I okay. Don't, That's I fair don't enough. Well, if he did go to someone like Leicester, he'd be on the bench. Is that what we're saying? If he if he makes it that far, Ryan. 
I've seen him linked with Aston Villa as a replacement for Jack Grealish, and I just laugh. It's not even uh, close, really, be, is he? Yeah, I just don't. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I, like I said on the previous pod, his level is top end of the Championship, bottom end of the Premier League. That's it. I'll go quickly. Drop back to Watford just for a second. Go on, yeah. Um, their their signings, I think, just sum up everything. I know uh, Dan poo pooed Danny Rose. I still think Danny Rose is a decent pro to have yeah. around if you're coming up from the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I I would have chucked in Nathaniel Klein as well if I was the Watford manager to buy. Uh, pick He's him still up at Palace. Free. Is he still? Is, have they re-signed him? Yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're signings. You go one minute, you're signing Danny Rose, a seasoned professional, and then the next, you're signing Ashley Fletcher. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's going up and going down. And on the subject of uh, not of, of Norwich, I think they're just happy to be there, to be honest, because they come up. I don't know whether they got a lot of money and just don't want to spend it, or they just don't want to break the bank. They're not prepared to, um, they're not prepared to, they go down and then they, they add a couple of players here and there and they may lose some. Uh, and that's what they do. And they just, at the moment, they're in that cycle where they're a little bit too good for the championship, but they haven't been up till now that good. They put up, I think the last time they put up a, a good start, but then they, they tailed off. But once injuries come in and they've lost that, they've got a decent first team, uh, but once injuries ki- and suspensions kick in and players lose a bit of form, then they're left found wanting, I think. that's And that's why I think, I don't think they've done anything drastically uh, that much to improve where they were two years ago, if I'm honest with you. And I don't I think, think Pookie's the player he was two years ago. Um, I think he's he's getting a bit slower. And I think the other thing is, is I think if you keep coming down and going back up at some point, you've got to take a punt and spend some money in order to stay up. But Norwich don't seem to want to do that. So That's I their business that model, reason, isn't it? Yeah, they're, just not, yeah. they're not going to put the club in financial trouble. And that's fine, I think, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the supporters, to be fair, they get one season that's quite tough and then they get another season where they're challenging for the league. So, you know, they, there's, it swings and runabouts. It's how you, you, that's for, for some fans... They'll take that. They'll take going up. And yeah, a, a valiant effort to stay up. But in the end, we go down. But the following season, as long as we're banging on the promotion door again, we're mm. happy. Dan? I was going to say, I think they've only got one decent player to sell. And that's about it, really. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Dan. I was just going to say, um, the other team that I don't think will go down, but need to make some signs is Burnley. I think they'll be OK. But their squad is, is, is looking... It's looking frail. <laughs> do you do? I mean, I'm thinking about Burnley. They 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 have patches in a season where they're really rubbish. They look awful, and then they get it together, and then they can look awful again. They can tail off, and their their season. It's never. There's no consistency, but they're, they're just patches of this. There's patches of that, and and that's how they work. I think if they have a bad start. I think that could. It, it depends on their start. If they got off to a good start, they've got enough about them to stay up. But if they have a bad start, they they could be down there. But then you have to look at there are at least four or five teams that look worse than them in the league at, as it stands at the moment. Ryan, I, I I agree. I think Burnley are going to be down at the bottom at the end of this season. I don't know whether they will go down because there are worse teams around them. But I think they've got a squad of solid pros, aging pros. A manager who knows how to play one way and one way only, and eventually their time will run out. Yeah, but in football, as a, as a, any fan of a club that's been relegated from the Premier League and then barreled their way down to League One or somewhere, it is it the time does run up. But if you've got a manager that does the job, 
Look at Stoke City. They hated the way... They loved being in the Premier League. They got fed up with the way that Pulis played the game and they wanted him out. And they got him out and they got what they wanted, but they got a bit more than that. They're now just a bang average championship side. Uh, it's happened time again. It happened to Charlton. There was a group of fans, not all of them, just a small group that wanted Kirbishley out because we're going for Europe, we're going for Europe. And they got, and Kirbishley went and then we had we had the Donkey Dowie in after that, didn't we? And and the Pellet Pardew uh, with Les Reed as a Mr. Nice Guy in the middle for a few weeks. And Careful what you wish Tottenham. for. Tottenham to a lesser degree. They, Pochettino, they wanted rid of him and got Mourinho. That's well, you know. Ipswich, I know it's in the Championship, but had the same with Mick McCarthy. They were desperate to get rid of Mick McCarthy. It's just time for my Mick McCarthy impersonation. Can I do it again now? (laughs) You can keep your Pekingese. That's it. That's all you get. One team that I do worry for, actually, I'm going to bring this up now, is Wolves. Um, In the Mm. last 12 months, they've sold their best attacking player that they had. They've lost their manager. There seems to have been a fallout between the manager and the board. They've sold their goalkeeper, who for me was probably in the top five of the goalkeepers in the Premier League, in Rui Patricio. The fact that he's gone to Roma is... Ooh. And they've brought in an inexperienced uh, goalkeeper at Premier League level, a manager with no experience. And Raul Jimenez is finally back um, from a fractured skull, but is he going to be the same player he was before he was in? Hell of, hell of an injury he had, wasn't it? It's uh, exactly. Jose, Jose Sarr in goal. Um, and they brought in um, Francisco Trincao, Trin- Trinchao, uh, the Portuguese, that's it. And then, of course, they've got Adama Traore, can still cause a bit of chaos on his day, can't he? So, um, but under the manager, I don't know, it's a touch and go for them. They could be down there, couldn't they, really? They're, 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 they're a be. massive unknown, aren't they? You just don't know what they're going to... I don't want to predict them to be anywhere near the bottom in case they... They show up out of nowhere. It, 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 yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if we did see them in the in the, in that that relegation dogfight for a while. Uh, looking at the teams, I mean, we've got we're looking at we're, we're we're saying here, aren't we? That we're saying that it's definitely Watford, definitely Norwich, and then any of the others that we mentioned. If you had to I think put Crystal Palace. if you if you had to, you're saying Crystal Palace definitely. Is that what you're yeah. going for? If if I had to put money on it. I think if I had to put money on it, my bottom three would be Crystal Palace, Norwich and Watford. Palace would always be in my bottom three, regardless of whether or not they're a team of superstars. But that's neither here nor there. That's purely because I'm a Charlton fan and purely because I hate them with a passion. But, um, Dan, who do you think the third team are that are going to go down? I have money on Newcastle going down. They're part of my uh, comp- competition bet I did for like one team to go up and down from each league and Newcastle or one of the teams. I'm saying Southampton. I don't think they've done. Yeah, I'm saying. I spent a lot of time, and I've gone back and forth on Southampton or Newcastle. But I'm I'm going Southampton to go down. Uh, Let's look at the European places. I mean, the mid. This is where it's interesting. The UEFA. Uh, You got the Champions League. What is it? Four places in the Champions League. I think that's an interesting battle. But the battle below that for fifth, sixth, and seventh. And can teams who finished in those fifth, sixth, and seventh positions? I'm thinking of. I'm thinking teams like Leicester, can they make the Champions League? The teams that want the Champions League and you expect it uh, are, you know, Man City, Liverpool, um, are, they're the two. And then any team, per many team from Man United, I say Tottenham but and Chelsea. 
But what about the, the, the? I mean, do we think those teams are those are the four teams? I mean, is it going to be out of those four, or someone like Leicester who've done great, really well under Brendan Rodgers? Uh, Dan, do you want to go first? Champ, UEFA, right. champ, UEFA league. Who's going into that? So I, my, I have, I've kind of chickened out this one. I have Leicester finish fifth as the team. That the Champions League for me, the four. We'll get to what order they're going to be in, but Chelsea, City, Man United. Liverpool, I think, are the Premier League four. Leicester in five. Then, for me, I've gone with four teams that could finish sixth: Arsenal, Villa, Spurs, and Leeds. I want to back Villa. I I really like their business. I wouldn't be shocked to see Arsenal. I I'll probably go with Arsenal. <sighs> I don't think was, Arsenal will. I I genuinely think Villa will have every chance to fight Arsenal for that sixth spot. I think to. If it comes to a straight fight between Villa and Arsenal for a spot on in Europe, I fancy Villa because I think Villa are, Arsenal's just just for me they're relying on Lacazette and and Abamyang and and to me they're not at it really they haven't been uh, they weren't last season I don't think I think they stunk the place out for my money I, they they should be much better than they are and uh, Abamyang hasn't scored in seven preseason games which isn't. I mean, it's not great, is it? No, it's preseason. That's just about getting fitness. But you want to you want to score in preseason to get yourself ready for a season. You we've do. Seen strikers, we've seen strikers that have had bad preseasons and then have had bad seasons. Yeah, Ryan, what do you think about Arsenal? Let's just talk about them. You know what? This, 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 beyond fifth, I agree with Dan. I think the top four. I'm not going to give specific order, but the top four are going to be exactly what Dan said and. I see Leicester in fifth as well. After that, it seems to be a bit of a free-for-all because there's so many variables. West Ham did well last year, but they don't have Jesse Lingard this year. What's going to happen to Harry Kane at Tottenham? Is he still going to be there? Because at the moment, it looks like he is. That's crucial um, for Tottenham. Uh, but having a player, and I don't care I don't care uh, what the contract situation, he doesn't want to be there. That's what I think is clear, I mm. think. And... and that's the worst thing for a player. He he's got his own personal pride, but will that take the edge off of him? And will that mean we don't get that Tottenham don't get the return? And if they don't get the return, they're going to struggle to be in that top 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 band, aren't they? Aston Villa are another shout there. They've done some really good business, but are they going to settle after they've replaced Jack Grealish? Um, yeah. It, I, th- I think I, I did hear the is it, is it the Villa chairman, Christian Perslow, who came out and gave this eloquent speech about how they've identified key ingredients and signed three players to replace Jack Grealish, basically. Um, my money for, should we, should we call it sixth place? Because yeah. they're probably going to be fifth. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to throw my weight behind uh, Aston Villa because I just don't see anything at Arsenal to even remotely see them challenging for Europe. I think no, yeah. the whole squad, Lacazette doesn't score, Aubameyang doesn't score. You can only rely on the kids for so long before they're going to run out of steam. And they've just spent the 50 million quid they do have on a centre-half. And can we just say about Villa, they've lost the head coach, one of their assistant head coaches, John Terry. They've now lost Richard O'Kelly, who was, uh, has been with Dean Smith since 2018. Uh, they worked together at Walsall and Brentford. Um, so he's he's a big part of um, of what uh, Dean Smith does. Uh, is that going to be a big loss for them, Dan? What do you think? The two head coaches, so something's going on there, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if they're just having a reshuffle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think Dean Smith's done enough to 
to get me to back him. I believe in his abilities. Oh, I'm not saying uh, I, I don't think they're going to be anywhere near the relegation battle. But are they going to? Having lost Grealish, I think that's the big thing. Uh, that, that that's the big thing. They've lost a big player in Grealish, and um, and it, you lose a big player like that, it can have an effect on players' mental. Because, like you say, oh, we sold our best player. We're not ambitious, so they just plod along. Something that happens. Yeah, but to be fair to them, the first thing they did was they went out and bought a Premier League proven goal scorer yep. in Danny Ings. And yeah, that's a good signing. Yeah, and they've gone out and brought two creative wingers in Leon Bailey and Emi Buendia. Leon Bailey is probably the one that you're going to um and are over the most because he hasn't got any Premier League experience and this is the first time in the league for him. But, you know, they, they've, they've done exactly what they should have done when they lost their main player. I, I think the changes behind the scenes are gearing up for Villa to take the step up to join the Leicesters. OK, what about Leeds United? Uh, uh, I think uh, clubs will be aware of the, be more aware of them this year, won't they? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Leeds are a dangerous side. They've proven last year that, that they will beat more or less anyone. And they struggled at Old Trafford. I mean, they, they got a tank in at Old Trafford. Yeah. Five or six nil. But um, with Bielsa, he's a bit of a maverick, isn't he? You don't really know what you're going to get. Um, he's the sort of manager that you think he could walk out at any minute. Something, a matter of principle, and he'd go. Yeah, think but he's... I think he's, he signed a new contract today. Right, that's it good. was announced literally about an hour ago. So, um, yeah, they've got some tidy players. I'm a fan of Rafina on the wing, and they've got Calvin uh, Phillips Patrick if Bam- they can keep hold of him over the season. For a long time, I've not been Patrick Bamford's biggest fan, but he did all right last year to prove to me that he's got something. Um, so, I, I have a feeling they'll be okay. I'm, I'm personally not sure they're at the, that level. They might be just underneath it, but they're definitely in consideration. Top ten, but on the fringes of Europe. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to mention, because I know um, it's something that Ryan wanted to say, uh, Everton, if there's any Everton fans out there, I'm really sorry, but it's not your year. No, mid-table so, mediocrity know. is beckoning for Everton. On the subject of Leeds, I think uh, top 10 um, might make uh, just below the European places, but I don't expect too much out of them. On the subject of Everton, this one, I'm this, this is... I can only see this being a disaster from start to finish. Who on earth on the Everton board thought it was a smart idea to appoint Rafa Benitez as the Everton manager? We saw what happened at Chelsea. He slagged off Chelsea when he was Liverpool manager. He then went and managed it. The fans hated him, didn't want him there, wanted him out. And then someone thought, oh, I know, we'll copy that. We'll go and do that for Everton. And on the, on the same note... We'll give him no money. So you're going to sign Andros Townsend on a free and Damari Gray, I think it was, has come back over from Germany. Dan, please, lads, go away with it. Yeah, I'd just I'd say in defence of Rafa Benitez, at least he won a European trophy at Chelsea. <laughs> I, I um, think Rafa Benitez going to Everton is Rafa, worse than Rafa Benitez going to, to, to Chelsea. Uh, he's the former Liverpool manager and he's signed for the Liverpool's... I mean, Liverpool and Man United, but the, the rivalry is the fact that Everton hate Man United. Uh, Everton hate Liverpool. That's the big thing there, I think. Uh, I think he's onto an absolute loser. And if he's just signing, he's doing it because it's another big payday. That's terrible. And it'll end in tears. Dan? 
do, do we know who's actually making Everton's business? Who does Everton's business? Is is it the manager or is it? Do they have a person I, in charge? I Everton's can't. Quite I can't. Club. I can't see uh, Benitez going in there and not having a say. I really can't those, see that. Those those signings, as Ryan said, they're terrible. And Josh Townsend is past it. Uh, Asmir Begovic is, is your backup keeper because uh, I take it they've let go of Stecklenburg. Damari Gray went to Germany, has been there six months and has left already. Something's not right there. Um, and I don't, I don't think their squad in general is good enough. It sounds like Rafa Benitez is going to tell James Rodriguez he can go and we won't get into Gilfie Sig- Sigurdsson's alleged situation. There, there's not much of a squad there, is there? Ryan. No, no, there's not. Uh, I don't know if Marcel Brands is still the director of football there or not, because he was. Um, I don't know if he is the one who has said, yeah, let's get Rafa Benitez. It seems to be a case of, we had Carlo Ancelotti, we need another big name. Uh, this, I can't see him being there for longer than three to six months before this just goes horribly, horribly wrong. Um, are we are we I, tipping I just, for Everton to flirt with the uh, with the relegation here? Is this is what you're doing, fellas? Because that's what's got to happen for Benitez to be ejected. I would suspect. I don't think it'll be relegation. I don't expect but flirt. them to finish in the top half of the table. But, uh, that, do you think are they, are they? What I'm saying is, are they going to at some stage? Are they going to be flirting with relegation? Is I'm not saying they're going to get relegated. What I'm saying is, are they going to flirt with it? Are they going to bat their eyes and say, hello, sweetie? I think they're, uh, they've got enough to keep themselves clear of that. If Calvert-Lewin repeats his form, if that'll do it. They've got enough. I think Richardson is not the player that maybe he's spoken about, but I think, again, will do enough to keep them out of any relegation troubles. Okay, let's look at uh, a team that were the champions previously, uh, but... Uh, 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 lost it last year, uh, mainly because they pretty much had no central defenders uh, for for the best part of the season with uh, Van Dijk and Gomez out. Uh, Liverpool, uh, not too much in the way of business has there been? What do we think? Oh, Canate, uh, obviously, from Leipzig. I still think they're lacking. Uh, they've just sold Shakiri today as well to <laughs> Leon. I really still feel they're lacking. If something's not quite working, I'm not Roberto Firmino's biggest fan i get what he does for klopp and system but um i'm just concerned that he maybe isn't the player he was or that they could do with another another forward because divok doesn't cut it defensively they'll be better with van dyke back uh and they've got gomez they'll have uh, i think robertson's picked up an injury recently hasn't he yeah robertson's out but i think going forward last season you remember last season obviously there's a lot of defensive issues but going forward, they a lot of teams were stopping that front line. Um, mm. I think it's because of they were pushing up a lot higher, and Firmino was a lot quieter. But I, if that if that happens again, even though they've got a new defence, I still struggle to see them winning the league. For me, there are two teams that I think will win the league that could win the league above Liverpool. Ryan, on the subject of Liverpool, I've got them to finish fourth. I think having their defenders back will help. Um, however, Firmino has not produced for about 18 months now. Uh, he's not the influence that he was, and their fluidity up front has suffered. And their midfield, uh, they've lost Wijnaldum, who performed very well for them. Uh, Henderson is becoming more and more injury-prone. 
So I think basically when you look at it, they've lost basically two of their midfielders and the only one that they've got that they can basically rely on is Fabinho. Uh, I really do like, is it Curtis Jones? I think. Yeah, name? he's injured yeah, though, isn't he? He's, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. Um, I really do like him, but I think uh, I'm not convinced about, yeah, I'm not convinced about Thiago either. Maybe he needs a, a, a solid season in, him. <laughs> in place of Wijnaldum. What's that, Dan? Um, Forgot about it, okay. <laughs> um, but he's he's also what pushing thirty, maybe. 30? Yeah, I think he is thirty. Uh, yeah. I, I think they need. I think they need a new striker. I know they've got Jota, but I think they need a, a new striker, and I think they need a new central midfielder. Uh, I know they've been linked with Soul, like everybody else has, but unless they actually put some money into the market, I think it's going to be a fourth place finish for them. Okay, um, right. Let's um, let's talk about Manchester United. Um, I don't whoa, think. Whoa, 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 before, whoa, 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 before we talk about Man United, someone needs to take their interest. Yeah, Me, we do have sorry, a Man yes, United <laughs> fan. I am I, a Man United fan. I've said this on previous pods. Yes. I think they're okay for the Europa League. I don't think they're good enough for. I don't think they'll be Champions League, and I'll, there's a reason I don't think they'll be Champions League. Is it four for the Champions League? Yeah. Yes, fourth and up. Oh, they'll, they'll get fourth then. They'll right, get fourth. Yeah, it's fine. They'll get fourth. I also have them fourth. So I have them fourth too. Come so on, let's give me that. your reasons why they're going to be fourth. Go on. Um, I, I just... can't stand their midfield. Yeah, the midfield sucks to I high mean, heaven. That mid. I'm sorry, McTominay and Fred. No. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. McTominay and, and somebody else, but not McTominay and Fred. I like McTominay. Yeah. I, I love him. He's one of my first signings on Football Manager when I'm trying to manage a team I want to get in the Premier League. But, yeah. I, I think McTominay, you can use him, but next to someone like Fred, no. <laughs> Fred is not a Man United player. I, I can't stand him. I think if they replaced Fred, I would not have a problem with the midfield with uh, with someone else. Um, I like the back four. You know, I think who Durant would you replace him with? If you if you're not if you're not playing, I mean, who, Ryan you've got... just said it. I'll have Saul. Ryan just said the player I'd try and get. Okay, Saul uh, from Atletico Madrid. Uh, I know Locatelli's gone to Juventus, but he would have been an option. Um, James Ward Prowse. I mean, would do a job at United. Quite frankly, I think he's. Um, a, I think he'd Fred be a, a, a great fit. Yeah, I don't think. I think people would look at that signing of say like Ward Prowse and go really. But I think that's such a good fit alongside McTominay. Oh, I like that. But they bought Rafael Varane from Real Madrid and Jaden uh, Jaden Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. Sancho, who was um, underused at the European at uh, the, the Euros. But he is a, a he is a quality player, isn't he? And it's he started out at Man City. That's really going to go down well with the uh, Man City fans. That he's now at Man U. Uh, Dan, before we go to the um, the Man United expert for his opinion, I mean, he spent time with Man City, but mm. technically from Watford's academy. Can I just um, point out a weakness? Oh, I yeah. think with Man United, David de Gea. I don't think he's anywhere as good as people <laughs> say. He's just got mistakes in him, left, right, and centre. And I just don't. I think he's I there. Agree. I just think he's just not good enough. I don't think he's going to start him off now. I, I I just don't think he's a. I don't care. I don't just don't think he's a Man United goalkeeper. He's a good good goalkeeper. But you need to be a little bit better if you're going to challenge for the title. He's a good keeper, but he makes too many mistakes. And uh, I think they just put a carrot in front of him and let him chase after it because I think he's a bit of a donkey. Ryan, it's over to you. Good luck with that one. 
So we sit back and go. Right, so we can well, go, go and put the kettle on, Dan. See you in a minute. I'll, I'll yeah, be back in a while. I will agree on a lot of stuff here. Let, let's Uh-oh. start with De Gea first. De Gea hasn't been De Gea of old for about three years now. Um, Dean Henderson is unquestionably, I think, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's number one for this season. He oh, really? Last year, I think. I think he's got a little bit of mental mental adjusting to do because he gave an interview and he said that he was exhausted coming to the end of last season and that's why he got injured because he was constantly trying to battle De Gea to keep the number one jersey. Um, so I think he's got some mentally adjusting to do. Uh, I'm a bit surprised. Well, well hang on, that to me him. seems to be making excuses before he fails. Just no, saying. not really, because if you think about it, that's his first season at Man United as a competing for a place so it's a new experience okay. for him prior to that he was at Sheffield United and took the took the league by storm look okay. at what happened to Sheffield United the minute he left um on the on the subject of Varane I'm, I must admit I'm really surprised you guys have got us down for fourth because I've got us down for second because we finished second last season with a midfield of Fred and McTominay Dan and um, since then, we've gone and added one of the best wingers in the Bundesliga and one of the hottest prospects and one of the best centre-halves in the world. You only finished second last season because Liverpool had no defence and Chelsea couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. That's the reason you finished second next season. It's not happening this year. You think so? Uh, I, yeah. I beg to disagree. I, do I, think... I, think, I think for me, third and fourth could easily swap. I have Liverpool third, United fourth. It could easily swap. Yeah, I think, I think the top I, two, I think, are a little bit above. I don't think Man would be challenging. They might flash their flatter their eyelashes again at the top spot and now and again, but I just think the two that there are two teams that are, are a lot better than Man U. I think, I think uh, there is also one point that you're missing out on is you're you're talking about pl- uh, teams coming back and being better than the previous years. Yeah, they cool. will now take points off of each other. Um, which opens the door. I do think Man United need a better central midfield partner for Scott McTominay. I'm not having anyone bash Scott McTominay. Oh, no, I'm not bashing Scott McTominay. We're bashing Fred. I think you'll find. Um, Yeah, but Dan was like, Scott McTominay, no. No, I Um, mean, as a partnership. As a partnership with Fred. Yeah, you need to see, you're jumping to Scott McTominay's defence where there's nothing to defend. We're saying, saying, and both of us agreed that someone like Wolds Prowse against McTominay gives you a stronger midfield. Nothing wrong with McTominay. He he can do a good job uh, and he'll pop up with the old screamer for you as well, but he needs someone alongside him who can be a bit more creative. Dan. I think what... Sorry, go on, Dan. I was going to say, on the Man United front, um, their results against the top teams are really good. My concern for them is what's been the, the concern for them in recent years is they can't beat Palace. They they can't beat West Ham. They've struggled against like Southampton. But if they can pick them games up, then they've got every chance. But in the recent years, it's those games that they've dropped points... The, the Southampton game, is that is that down to the kit they're wearing when they play Southampton? I just wondered. <laughs> no. Uh, I do think Man United need a new central midfielder to partner McTominay. Um, I think Pogba will be off. I, he, he, he lacks the tactical discipline to play in a two in midfield. Um, so he's not going to be the partner for McTominay too often. Uh, I completely I forgot about him. Fred gets in. Um, I think we knew, do need someone in central midfield. Uh, I do think we also need a striker as much as 
Cavani can offer us in his last, probably his last year in Europe. And as much as Mason Greenwood will do well up front, I still think we need someone up there. I would have actually gone for someone like an Abrahams as uh, just just to sort of like be or an alternative a, option. What about Harry Kane as a Man United striker? It's not going to happen, but how good he, he's the man, surely, that you would need to, to push you to the... I, if you had Harry Kane up front, I think you'd be pushing for it then. I think the problem is, is I think if you look at Man United over the over the histories, um, there's always that big striker that they get linked to that they don't sign. We had it with Alan Shearer. We missed out on him. He was the goal scorer. We went and found an alternative um, looking for, sort of further down the line. We lost Van Nistelrooy and we got Sahar in, uh, who, who did okay for us. Uh, I, I still think we're going to need a proven goal scorer. For, for the upcoming season. That's why I don't think we'll be winning the league. Dan? I just want to just want to test the waters. There's one Man United player that I think they need to sell more Go than on. Fred. Go on. Anthony Martial. Yeah. yeah Your I time could, has come, will, my dear friend. Your I time has fun- come. How many years do you need to prove you've got it? You've shown it once. It's time. I will 100% agree with you. Uh, me and Dan have had this conversation a lot of times. And in the past, I have, stu- I have stuck up for Anthony Martial vigorously because when he first came to us, he was a young striker who did well in his first season. We then signed Ibrahimovic, took, it, took away his shirt number and chucked him on the wing for a couple of years. And then the season before last, he was moved back into the centre under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and did very well. And then last season, he blew every, every good bit of, of well-being that every Man United fan had come up with. So I think it is time to move him on. Did Dan. you see the comment from his missus? Yeah, I think it was his missus made a comment like, Anthony Martial really, really wants to play for Real Madrid. I was like, yeah, get him to come in now. <laughs> yeah, Real Madrid, <laughs> do they want Anthony honest, Martial? To be honest, I don't care what his missus says. I only care about how he performs on the pitch. And last season, he didn't do it. I think he got three goals all season. Uh, the season before, I think he got about 15. It's just, it's nowhere near good enough to be in a Man United team. I grew up with players like Cantona and Hughes and Ruud van Nistelrooy and Andy Cole and Dwight York. Uh, Teddy Sheringham. Nowhere near that level. No, he's not. He's not he wouldn't, would he get in Would he get in one of Man United's title-winning sides on a regular basis and contribute effectively? The answer is no, isn't it, surely? No. He wouldn't even get. He wouldn't even get on the bench. The thing I'm intrigued to see for Man United. I'm. I'm intrigued to see Sancho, uh, and I think he he could have a really good season. But uh, uh, Harry Maguire last season, he came into the season on the back of a very troubled summer, and I think he Bad was head. he was very iffy. But he went to the Euros, and he's just a different player, and he's come back with that confidence. So alongside with the new signing from Madrid, I think he'll be good. Luke Shaw for me, Luke Shaw has settled now. He's got over that injury. He's got Mourinho out of his hair. Thank God for that, because Mourinho could have ruined him, uh, as Mourinho likes to ruin. Well, he goes to every club and he tries to ruin every, a player at every club. Um, and that's Mourinho's style. Uh, but I think Luke Shaw could could have a great season for Man United. Dan. I think Maguire's season last year obviously had the off-field issues at the beginning, but also he's playing next to Victor Lindelof, who when Man United signed him was a right-back. Um, so yeah. he was the only natural centre-back in the starting eleven for the majority of the game. Um, so, I think Harry Maguire is one of the best in the world. I think Man United for fourth, maybe third, but no more. I don't think they're going to get in the top two. Dan? Agree. I will agree. 
I will predict Man United will finish second and will win a trophy of some sort this year. Right, we're going to put a prov- we're, we're going to we're going to go a proviso on there. Ryan is a Man United fan. Uh, we're we're looking at this. Dan and I, are, <laughs> we're looking at this, and he's been a rabid Man United fan for as long as I've known him. I've, and I tried to get him out of it, but it's not worked. Although Dan made a bold attempt to get him to the Valley this week, it was successful. Yeah, you a got him to the attempt. Yeah, but you got he, we lost one nil, so he's not allowed to go anymore. He's a jinx. <laughs> and, but he's allowed to go. He's, he's allowed to go. He's allowed to go when uh, when I come, so that we can all the three of us can sit together, hopefully, and, and see a game. Because we haven't done that since England played Georgia in the under twenty ones, when Dan was about six months old. Do you remember? Oh bloody hell! I'd forgotten that was about Dan's that. first ever game. Six months old, he was less than that. Richard Rufus was playing. I remember. The last game I remember taking Dan to, he must have been about five or six, and we went to see Man United versus Charlton at the Valley, and I had to pretend for the whole game that I was oh, yeah. a Charlton fan because we were we were sat in the Charlton fan, and I had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer score two goals in front of me. I could not celebrate. I could not make any noise at all. Otherwise, Chires. I was going to get mobbed. One of these one of these shows, we've got to do uh, the most embarrassing things you've done or you've witnessed a, a, a football match because Dan's done a couple of perlers. I tell you, he's absolutely done. I've done a one of... j- j- about two years ago that will stick in my memory forever. I was going to say, just for our listeners, if if you ever do discover who we are and you want you want quality entertainment, go and sit next to Dan Finch at a Charlton game and just watch him. Forget about the game, just watch Dan. Don't watch uh, the experience. Just I'm, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm the sorry. Experience myself on Tuesday, and it's it's worth the entrance. Can I him. just put? Can I? I'm. I know where he gets it from, and I'm. And it's clearly me because uh, there are. Uh, we've got lots of friends who sat with me at a game, and they will vouch what I'm like. Uh, despite the fact that I was the club commentator at Charlton, which when I first started doing it, Dan was thinking this isn't going to go well because his language is going to be appalling, and he's going to be out having a go at everyone and uh, I was totally the opposite uh, of although I did get excited with one particular goal which haunts me forever but um yeah so we'll talk about our embarrassing uh, episodes at football matches because Danny Mills and Dan get on well I got to tell you, there's a brilliant thing about them but um let's look at uh, let's turn our attention to uh, Chelsea Chelsea are my team that I think will be in the the top 2 and I really believe this because of one thing now that they've added to the team that they didn't have last year because uh, last year as we agreed they couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo this year They've got the beast, Lukaku, who Man United treated to just should never have got rid of. Lukaku would have made so much difference to Man United over the last two seasons, but no, they didn't want him. Uh, um, and we've discussed well, this yeah. in the previous, we've discussed this before. But um, I think Chelsea are going to be challenging this year. Uh, Ryan, do you want to come uh, back on that one first? Because you're, you're, you're already tipping Man U for second. Why, why are Man U better than Chelsea? What does Chelsea lack that Man U have? I've got a couple of reservations about Chelsea. I think their centre-halves are slow. Uh, Anyone with pace getting behind them can get behind them. Um, Their formation this year is going to be interesting because the signing of Lukaku actually brings a massive problem for Chelsea because last year they had Kai Havertz playing as a false nine and they had uh, the people either side of him coming in as the goal threat. So how are they going to change that to accommodate Akaku? Is Kai Havertz going to go wide? Because we saw him at the beginning of the last season wide and he was completely ineffective. Is he going to play as a number 10 
Are they going to play Lukaku wide coming in off of Havertz? They're not then playing Lukaku Adi. wide. They're, Lukaku's well, not going to Chelsea. They're not going to play Lukaku wide. He's going to be there. No, he's not going to play wide. But that's how he plays for Inter. He comes in off of the right. Yeah, and that's Inter. probably why he's and left Inter. Let's goal. be honest. That's probably no, why he's I left Inter. No, I think that's the reason. I think that's the reason why Chelsea have signed him because they play a very similar style to Inter Milan. We and then see. plus you've got to factor in. Then you've got to factor in that they've got a team. Timo Werner's got to play. Pulisic has got to play. They're, mm. they're, they're, they've got this massive squad. Where are you going to put all these players? And then you look at the central You'd midfield. Rotate. It's very good for... Yeah, but then you look at the central midfield. It's very good for protecting a back four. As, as we, we we talked about Jorginho being very, very good at Euros and, and, and Kante as well is, is just a phenomenon. Uh, Kovacic does a very similar job to Jorginho. So Mason Mount, if they're, if they're going to play with three behind Lukaku, Mason Mount's going to have to drop into central midfield. So you're going to lose something from Mason Mount as well. Dan? I, 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 think, I think they've made more problems for themselves. They Dan. have been pre-season playing um, a 4-2-3-1. Uh, I think in preparation of bringing in Lukaku as the one, um, with Havertz, I think they will put Havertz wide, although I don't necessarily agree. I think... Havertz goes on one side, Pulisic on the other, Mason Mount through the middle, Jorginho and Kante do the donkey work, and then the wing-backs with... Who else is there? Callum Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Ziyech. I don't think Ziyech... I don't know if, if it's Tuchel doesn't like Ziyech. Or he's what, but He's back fit now. What no, do we make of the Chelsea defence? Daniel, let's ask Dan for this first, because what do we make of the Chelsea mm-hmm. defence, Dan? Because you, you've already said that. Huh? So, I like Aspilicueta. I trust Aspilicueta. He's getting legs, um, legs, legs. I'm thinking when he's getting on a bit. Yeah, he? but I think, but he's getting on a bit, but still, still fine. He showed it for Chelsea last year. He showed it for Spain in the Euros. He can still do a job. Um, Centre backs concern me a little bit. Thiago Silva and what Rudiger. I don't mind Rudiger, but he's not like sensational. Ben Chilwell and Reese James, if that's the. The combination they go with the side, fantastic. No problem with either. I like Chilwell and I like James, but but I think I like Chilwell more. It's the middle two that concern me, but I have a feeling that with Kante and Jorginho sitting in front of them, I think they'll be okay. Uh, Ryan, because he's, he's itching because he's got to make. He's got. You can't well, really. No, you can't praise him too much because you're saying Man United are finishing second, aren't you? You see. I just want to make one point, and that is, I already said that like the Chelsea centre halves are weak. But every time Chelsea go to a back four, it blows up in their face. They only seem to have success when they play a back three. It's the same as Lindelof. He plays better for Sweden in a black back three than he does as a two for Man United. And it's the same with Christiansen at Chelsea. If he's in a back three, he plays very, very well. If he's in a if he's in part of a pair, he doesn't play very well. Chelsea have probably got my arguably probably two of the best fullbacks in the league. So fullback, I don't have any issue. Their centre half pairing, and I don't think their goalkeeping issue is, is resolved either. I think Mendy's a good, solid goalkeeper. I don't think he's a goalkeeper that's going to save you points throughout a season. But he's, he's better know, than Kepper. Yeah, but we all know how dodgy Kepper's. Been. Unless it's penalties, Kepper's good at penalties. Comes on at penalties. Yeah, what? Because yeah. he saved one. <laughs> he saved a couple. Well, yeah. He saved. He saved. He saved. He saved. He saved a handful at the Euros. Yeah, but he won't come off unless 
you know. Uh, yeah, but he can come on for him. No, yeah, he, he does. Come off uh, Ke- to. Yeah, no, he won't. that's a couple of years ago. That was hilarious. I would have. Uh, I think if he was on my team, I'd have dragged him off myself. John Terry said he would have gone and grabbed him and taken him off. Uh, let's look at Man-, Man City. Man City. Uh, are they champions elect again? Question for this. Go on, go yes. on, go and get your question because I think Man right. City are the team to beat. If you're going to win the league, you've got to beat Man City twice. I agree. Manchester City are the favourites to win the Premier League, without question. I'm a Man United fan, but I don't do football tribalism. I love football. I do. So I hate Palace. to watch, I love it. My question for you two is, we all know that Manchester City have spent £100 million on Jack Grealish. Mm-hmm. So, two questions, two-part questions. First, did they need Grealish? And secondly, did they spend £100 million on the wrong player? Who else are they going to spend £100 million on? Harry Kane. £160 million. Uh, at the moment, uh, Levy's a bugger and he won't sell yet. So what they'll have to do I is if they this. want if they want Harry Kane, and I still think they might get him, but if they want Harry Kane, they're going to have to possibly sell a couple of players. And I think they're looking to do that. So don't think for a minute they're not considering Harry Kane. Dan. But that's my question. Sorry, I was just going to say, that's my question. They spent £100 million on Jack Grealish. No, I think they've got a good player. Yeah, yeah, but a player, arguably, they probably didn't really need. Yeah, they've lost Aguero. They've lost Aguero, and they've got a player that they brought in to replace Aguero. And he's not the same as Aguero, but they brought in a player, you know, Dan. I am... Sorry, I was going to just say, should that £100 million have gone on the Kane transfer? That's Mm. my question. I think they could get both. I don't think they're going to, but I think that there's a possibility. Um, for me, I think I actually think they've looked at Jack Grealish as a replacement for Raheem Sterling. So you think so? You um, think they're going to look to well, cash in on Sterling? So my my no, my thing is I think they're going to use Sterling slash Foden as a false number nine, meaning that that player that plays off the left hand side is free, and that's where they'll put Grealish. Because he can, because right. he'll run at players and he'll cause a bit of chaos. The amount of free he'll kicks, it, yeah, he'll come in on his right. <coughs> the amount of free kicks they're going to win in and around the box because of Grealish. De Bruyne is laughing. De Bruyne is going to be. He's going to be. He's going to have to wear new underwear every time he he gets on a pitch, and it's because it's going to be wearing himself with excitement. Uh, Ryan, yes. My my question is also with the signing of Grealish. He's full of questions Grealish tonight, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Grealish likes to hold the ball up and try and beat a man. So my question is: Is are they going to have to adapt their style of play? Because obviously Oops. City play a very fluid style of play. So is Jack Grealish going to slow City down in attacking movement? No, they're going to expect if, Grealish if, to develop yeah. to play in their system that Guardiola, and that's why that's why Grealish has gone there because he wants to develop. And they're not going to change the team to suit Grealish. The, Grealish is going to have to adapt his game to suit Man City and Pep Guardiola. And that's why he's gone there. And he said that quite clearly. So I don't think Grealish for a minute thinks he's going to walk straight in and be the number one. He knows he's going to have to work hard. He knows he's going to have to work to adapt and to improve. Dan? Well, we know that Pep expects his players to adapt. That's why Yaya Torre left. That's why he won't play Gabriel Jesus because he said that Jesus won't do the work that he wants his number nine to do. And he's a player... He's That's a player. They, Jesus is a player. I think. I think they would happily sell or exchange to get another target if they needed to. Ryan's he not. Want him. He said, 
He's basically already said that he won't play Jesus because Jesus doesn't do the work. Ryan's, Ryan's bristling with indignation here. Look at this. Look at look at his face. I'm sorry. I just really want to stick up for Gabriel Jesus. You do you it. Look at his scoring record for, for Manchester City. It's actually pretty good. So people talk about City not having a striker, but they've actually got a pretty good one on the bench. Yes, but as Dan's just said, Guardiola doesn't want him. And that's the key thing. He's, he's going to be a make-weight, possibly, in a deal for someone else. Yeah, I mean, that was the original part of the Kane deal, wasn't it? That they take Jesus and Tottenham supposedly said no because they want the money. But as I said, Pep has, has made his opinion, I think, on him quite... I agree. I think Jesus is a decent striker, but obviously Pep doesn't... And I think... And I want to give a... I think if he could... If he could get money, if he could get uh, good money for Raheem Sterling, I think he'd take it. Especially I don't think anyone's going to offer situation. him. Though. No, I don't so, see so, who's going to offer money for Raheem Sterling. Well, you could you could offer him out as an exchange for in an exchange deal, couldn't you? Really, I suppose. But the the wages, he's not going to be on cheap wages. Is no, but that was uh, also rumored to be part of the deal for Harry Kane as well. Rumored, we don't know. So, Raheem but Sterling. we don't know for sure yeah. whether it was. It, who knows? We've got no. till the end of the month, haven't we? Before the window transfer closes, a lot of things could happen. If Harry Kane goes to the club privately and says, "Listen, I'm going. I, I don't care. You know, do sort it out. Get it sorted." Something could happen. There's a lot. There's still a lot of uh, interesting thing. Is Tottenham play Man City? Don't they first game? If I remember rightly, Harry is that Kane right? Is a, uh, Harry, yeah, and is, um, is Kane uh, in the Nuno squad? Has said that Nuno said Harry Kane will be in the squad. Yeah. Oh, he said uh, he's going to be in the squad. Oh, see, no, he said Harry Kane will be in the I squad. I saw somewhere that someone was, there was a bit conjectured by a few journalists that Harry Kane dis- deliberately kept himself back for a week so that he wouldn't be used in the game against Man City. Uh, I don't know whether that's true or not. And it's, it's extreme. I mean, I've known the players getting themselves booked so they get Christmas off. I'm not mentioning Danny Mills by names, but, you know. <laughs> so, but I also what, just want... But just before we go anywhere else, I think also Man City's defence needs a shout-out. Uh, Ruben Diaz is a fantastic centre-back. And John, John Stone's, Stone's new contract. much-improved defender. New he's contract. defender. He's adapted and he's listened to the manager, hasn't he? That's what he's done. Uh, Ryan's itching to get in here. He's not happy at all. It's all about Man City. There's no, no Man no, United. No, no. He's not I happy. Actually, Look. <laughs> I actually want to give a shout-out to, I think, one of the most underrated players in that Manchester City side. I say and that is Zinchenko. Hmm. I think he's massively, massively underrated by everyone. I remember when he was out no, injured a for a while, player. and they brought in, yeah, and they brought in several left backs to try and fill the void. There was Merlin Mendy, and and it was just, and as soon as he came back in, he he just, it, I think he just gives a better balance to City than some of the other options they've got. So I think give him a massive shout out. I'm a big fan of his. Excellent. So we we there think are... Man Man City are the best chance to win in, to win the league title. Yes. And we're divided yeah, on who's going to finish second and third, but we, we've got a rough idea who's going to be in those top four places. None of them are going to be Arsenal. I think if we Absolutely. didn't vote, it would be Chelsea. Okay. Oh. All right, listen, we'll wrap it up there, fellas. We'll be back. Uh, listen, we might as well come back next week and have a look at the first games in the in the new season. Uh, I might even uh, be able to add a little bit of, um, in an, over the season, add some non-league um, some non-league opinions. Uh, the more about that, maybe another day. <laughs> but that's all I'm saying. But um, so um, yeah, we'll we'll come back next week and we'll look at the first game. Uh, we'll look at the you know the uh, the Premier League because it's a big start for the Premier League on at the weekend or uh, but yeah, by the time you're getting this. So we'll do that. Ryan, thanks very much. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Dan, thank you very much. See you next week, chaps. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Dan, how can people contact us before we go any further, before we say goodnight? So we have uh, our Twitter account, which is Football Funders Pod. Yep. We have the Facebook group, which is Football Funders Podcast. And, of course, Football Funders Podcast. Pod, sorry. Football Funders Pod at gmail.com. And you, you can find us on Spotify and Anchor. And Google and Apple now. We're 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 all over the place. Ooh, we're, we've gone. We're getting we're, fancy. We no. We're, well, I got us on Apple, so you can get wherever you get your pod. You can get us now. We're 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 omnipresent. That's the term. Uh, cheers. Thanks very much. Have a good weekend. Hope that we have a good weekend of football yeah, yeah. ahead. And um, we'll Ooh. see you all next time. What's this? What what? Shout out to uh, one of my close friends, Robert Gammon. Uh, he's someone that you know as well. He's getting married this weekend. Um, so son number so. three. Son number three, we called him, didn't we? I think. Uh, we did. Um, I'm yeah. surprised. There's 10% of me that's surprised he's getting married. That's all I'm saying. Good night, all. <laughs>